got saved. S-A-V-E-D, saved in 55. And when I got saved, I want everybody to listen real close. Third Sunday in August, 1900, and can you hear me up there all over the Lord Torrent? I joined the Mount Zion Baptist Church. 1955, third Sunday in August, I joined the Mount Zion Baptist Church. Everybody listened closed. Now, they felt like I was going to join the church. So, right before they had the baptismal service, they didn't baptize in the Conestoga River or did, this time. Or they baptized in the lake that outside of Mount Zion Baptist Church and it's still there. And they opened the doors to the church and I think I can still remember what I said. Amen. You said, I don't know about that. I know where, where you believe that or not. Yeah. Won't bother me a bit. Right. I said, I, I said, I feel like the Lord has saved me. And I want to join the church and be baptized. Yeah. And they got to move in a second and took me out there and baptized me with Clifton Smith. And Clifton Smith still living with the Lord and others. 1955, and I didn't know nothing. I didn't know nothing. Nothing. I didn't know nothing about church. I'd been to a few protracted meetings. I'd never been to Sunday morning service before I got under conviction. Never. Sunday evening service. I didn't know Hebrews 10 25. Not forsaken the assemblings of yourselves together is the matter of some is. But it was ordered one another, and so much more to see the day approaching. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by and store, as God and prosper him, that there be no gatherings when I come. I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And, it, and the gates of hell, and listen, he was adding to the church daily, since you should be saved daily. You don't think if we had a big debate here at service day that nobody could convince me that had been saved, somebody saved somewhere today. So he's still adding to the church daily. No! He's still adding. Come on now. He's still adding to the church today. And when he adds, won't be no subtraction. John 10, 28. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hands. That's right. My Father which gave them mace greater than all, right. no man's hand plucked them out of my Father's hands, Amen. and I and my Father are one. So John 5, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, believe on him that sent me, present tense, right now. Everlasting life. So take it easy if you know you're saved. Don't get too excited about it. You've just got eternal life. You've just got everlasting life. You're just going to live as long as God lives. So kind of take it easy now. Don't get too excited. I didn't know none of them scriptures, but Mark, none of them that I quoted. For 58 or 9 years, Fifty-eight or nine years, only missed two or three Sundays being in church. That's all. You say, I don't know where I believe that. Don't bother me a bit. Well, you believe it or don't, I just think that bothers Don't let me think a bit less of you either. Two or three Sundays. And one of them Sundays, fifth, listen, in November, I told my Sunday school teacher, we're going up in the mountains. But I didn't tell them what we was going up in the mountains for. We was going deer hunt. We went over to Fairmount. And for, from Fairmount to Jasper, let down below Jasper, crossed Burnt Mountain, and then it was a dirt road. We did end of the road that goes back towards where Bill Elliott's from and towards the Amaconola Falls. Went right up above the Amaconola Falls, and it was, we was running a little bit late. Brother, it's, it's getting a little light. So we pulled off on the side of the road, and I walked out on that trail, backed up behind a tree, and took my New Testament out and started reading. How 
nobody out tell me I was in trouble. <laughs> nobody. nobody had me say, nobody had to tell me that I was in trouble. And I started promising the Lord, if you'll let me get out of here without getting shot, I'm going to make you a promise. I will never, no, never, never be back here again, dear hunting on the Lord's day. Or nowhere else either. God help us. Reckon what happened that day, Mark. Reckon what I missed. Only missed two or three Sundays, son. In 58 or 59 years, that's all. Wonder what I missed that day. I had a little bitty test. I'm going to let you be seen about two minutes. I had a little bitty test in 56. Now in 55, I won second in a 4-H club patch of cotton in the state of Georgia. I won second. So CPA, come on down here a little crowd. I want to get where I can see you back there. Your boy preached a great message today, son. Everybody listen. Everybody listen real close. So, uh, I missed that Sunday. No, one second, second in the whole state of Georgia. Boys Club, Patch Cut. Mine checked out 3,124 pounds. That's seed cotton now. Seed cotton. And the boy that beat me, his checked out about 3,157 pounds. You say, is that right? You got them glasses? Catch them. Hey, man, that's right. That's what mine checked out. So he got, he got so much on a scholarship to the University of Georgia. And I got a check. Hey, man. Second in the state. Now, 56, CPA was sending us on a trip like a little old country boy like we had never been on. We just spent three or four days at the University of Georgia in the agriculture department learning more about farming. And we'd admit, listen, then we'd admit we'd had two or three days in the Smoky Mountains. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? It failed on our protracted meeting. Okay. You're Claude Grayson. You're a deacon at Mountain Zion. I'm in Chairman Deacon Board. I could have went to Chairman Deacon Board. I could have went to some of the other deacons. I could have went to the Sunday school teachers. Every one of them would have said, you take that trip. All of them would. Every one of them would have said that. But me and Mother wrote a CPL letter. I'm going to be able to take a trip now. Amen. Oh, no. Amen. Oh, no. Amen. Not going to be able fell on our revival, Amen. called it protracted meeting back then. Amen. And now that was a pretty good sized test for a boy that's just been saved for a few months. But that was a small test, but I passed it. I passed it. Amen. When them test comes in your Christian life, you don't pass it. He'll be back. And if you don't pass it, you'll be back. And if you don't pass it, it'll be back. And it it won't be like staying in the fifth grade three or four years and they just pass you up on account of your size and your age. (laughs) It'll be back. Brother John, it will be back until you pass it. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of God. That perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I wish we could get, I wish I could get it deeper in my heart. Before this service, before this service, it'll soon be over, this service this afternoon. Before this service is over, Jesus may come. Before it's over. Now these folks says, Brother Allen, this has got to happen. Now you know this has got to happen. You know, this has got to happen. And this has definitely got to happen before Jesus can come. I'm going to tell you what's got to happen, son. You want me to tell you? Nothing. There's nothing that's got to happen. Nothing 
Nothing. Nothing. And what's bothering me is John 10, 28. It's been bothering me. Now, little children, Biden, Ham, see if they say it, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence not be ashamed before him at his coming. Now, if he comes this afternoon, I wonder if I'm going to be ashamed of an unread. We've read a good bit. Haven't studied like I should. Unread and unstudied King James Bible. I wonder if... That's 1 John 2, 28, ain't it? See if that's it. Somebody check and see if that's 1 John 2. Am I going to be ashamed before him that he's coming? Am I going to be ashamed of an unread, unstudied Bible? Am I I going to be ashamed of my prayer life? Now, I'll tell you one thing I've done. You can ask my people. I'll tell you one thing I've done. Everybody look at me. And I had not done as good a job as I could have done. I've guarded. I don't want to talk with nobody, nobody on the phone. I don't want to talk to nobody in the morning, nobody, until I've spent some time alone with the Lord. Amen. Nobody. Amen. I said, nobody. Amen. I love them that love me, and them that seek me early shall find me. Not too much going on real early. Amen. Psalm 55, 17, evening, you can be seated, and morning, and at noon will I pray, and get that back on me, son, and cry aloud, get that back up here, put it on back here wherever. Is everybody listening real close? That's one thing I've done. I have guarded. Now, if I've got something to say about you, if I've got something to say about you that's not good, I need to say it to you. Or I need to say it to the Lord. I need to do 1 Thessalonians 4 left. didn't say that you read. It said that you study to be quiet. And do your own business and keep your nose out of everybody else's. And that you study. Now, I didn't say read, sir. I said that you study and be quiet and do your own business. Work with your own hands as I have commanded you. So if I've got something to say about you that's not good, I need to say it to you or say it to the Lord. Or study, study, study to be quiet. Say it. Some folk... I've met some folk, if they could some way or another get hired with CBS or one of these, ABC, they could make a, they know so much about so many, I don't know how in the world they know so, so much about so many different people. I can't understand how they do it. How they know so much. They know so much, so much about others. God help us. Serious thing, friend. Now, here's something that's been bothering me, too. I want to talk to you two men. John 5, 22. Now, this ain't nothing I'm going to talk about a little bit. But everybody listen real close. The Father judgeth no man, but have committed all judgment under the Son. Now, not everyone that saith unto me. That's right, Lord, Lord, you know, you, you know what that'll be fulfilled, don't you? What from judgment? Amen. That's it. That's Matthew seven twenty-one. Yes. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Yeah. Now the parts of church of no man but have committed all judgment of the Son, and will be caught up together with them yes. in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be the Lord, who'll be seated on the great white throne. Yeah. Come on now. Amen. Come on, help me. Jesus will. Jesus will be seated on that great white throne. And we'll be there. He'll have no power over us. Does anybody have any scripture that you can stand up and read and say we won't be at the white throne judgment? Come on now. Stand up. It's not going to bother me. No. I was down in I'm trying to think before I say it. And this better. I wasn't even going to preach on it. Danville, Virginia. Danville, Virginia. I wasn't even going to preach on it. I just mentioned that 
You don't see the church anymore after Revelation 4 to you it's chapter 19. That's right. That's right. No, yes, that's right. Pretty long auditorium mark. That fellow stood up back there and said, What about all these things throughout the book of the Revelation? I said, Sir, all saved folk are saints. There'll be a lot of people saved after the church is gone. That's right. That's right. But there won't be one saved that's been pricked in the heart by the precious Word of God and reproved and drawn by the sweet Holy Spirit. Second Thessalonians 2 7. For the mystery of iniquity, lawlessness, Mike, who have already worked. It's working in Paul's day, it's working triple time today. Lawlessness. For the mystery of iniquity, do have already worked, only who now let of will let till he be. Taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him who's coming. It's after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceitfulness and unrighteousness. And them that perish because they receive not the love of truth that they might be saved. Here it is. And for this cause, God shall send them. Strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned. Who believe not the truth, but had pleasures in unrighteousness. So if Jesus comes back this afternoon, and he may. Is it Second Peter 3, 8 or 9? Beloved, be not here concerning this one thing. That one day as the Lord is a thousand years... And a thousand years is one day. For Adam to Christ approximately what? Four thousand years, four days. From the time Christ was born in Bethlehem, Judea, it's been almost, it's been two more thousand. Hey, what happened, sir? God made everything in six days and finished his work and rested on the seventh. Most godly prophecy preachers are godly preachers. They believe the 7,000 years will be the 1,000 year right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. So we're on the last leg of the jerk. Come here, son. Stand right here. Move over a little. Okay. Get down there in a position like you fixed to run. One, two, three, run. The boy done good. But you know where he run? He went right down the center of that aisle. We've got some folk that are running too close to the cliff. Notice he centered the aisle. Did you notice that? God help us. We're on the last leg. Titus 2.11. What a verse. For the grace of God that bring up salvation hath appeared unto all men. Wonder how it's done it, sir. Romans 1 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world clearly said. Yes. Being understood by those things which are made. That's right. Even his eternal power. So that they're without excuse. Yep. That's right. That's Amen. Them invisible things. God help us. Yep. Life's leg of the journey. Life's leg. And we're on our way to the judgment seat. Second Corinthians 5 10. You know how many times that word we is mentioned in that chapter? You know, 26 times. 26. For we, wherefore we labor, I could go all through there, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we walk by faith, notice them ways now, not the sight. We are comforted, I say then, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that for the present or absent we may be accepted of him. For we must all. I like what Evangelist Lester Rolf said about that verse 10. I sure do like it. Second Corinthians 5.10. He said, Brother Rolf said, You better be given while you're living that you'll be knowing where it's going. How'd you like that, sir? Do you like that? You better be giving while you're living 
that you'll be knowing where it's gone. Amen. I'm saying. Amen. I want to wait to the judgment seat. I want to, not because the people's been saved where I've preached all these years. I want to get that soul winner's crying. First Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Or not even in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, his coming? For said ye are our glory and joy. Okay, now I don't want you to answer. I'm going to ask you a question, but don't answer it. That verse scripture there, what do you think Paul was saying? When I stand before the Bema, the judgment seat, I'll be rejoicing right. over the ones that you let me win while I was in Thessalonica. That's what he's saying. Amen. Proverbs 11, 30, the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and he that won of souls is wise. A lot of difference in witness and winning. A lot of difference in witnessing and winning. Well, when I got saved in 55, we lived down in Fight Bend. Down in Fight Bend, Mike. And when I got saved, I didn't know any better. I thought everybody in that bend ought to be saved. I wanted to pastor White Grange. She was here last night. She was here last night. And I was at one of the couples. I preached their 50th anniversary. And I told about largest crowd ever carried church in the car. 51 Chevrolet. He said, haven't you ever? 13! Come on, fella, back there with overhauls on. 13! <laughs> Joe Henderson was there. Look at me. Joe Henderson was there. And he was one. And he said, he was, him and his wife said, verse 50 years. He said, I was one of them 13. It was in that 51 Chevrolet. What about that? You never know. But I've been carrying people to church all of my Christian life, all of it. Amen. But I've got some regrets. I've got some real regrets. They don't tell us how many more I could have had. There's no tellings how many. Nine! No tellings. And we come to church service after service, don't bring nobody with us. and wonder where everybody's at. Can't, can't get them to come, but you can get them to go shopping with you. And you can get them to go fishing with you. And you can get them to go hunting with you. And you can get them to go on vacation with you. I wonder why we can't get them to come to church. Okay. How many people on planet Earth today? Do you know? No, seven billion. Billion. Seven billion. On planet Earth. And what do you think about this, sir? Come here. What do you think about this? A three billion of them, seven billion, has never one time heard a clear presentation of the gospel. Three billion. Now, Pastor, here's what's bothering me. We'll be at the White Throne Judgment. I wonder how many is going to look at me and you and say, Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you send somebody? Why did Mark 16, 15. Well, you say, I won't be able. I don't say I won't be able to enjoy the news. Well, Revelation 21, 1, John said, I saw a new heaven, new earth. First heaven, first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea. No more sea, no more separation. Once we get to the new Jerusalem, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things. Things of old. And they won't be passed away till we get to the New Jerusalem. They won't be. But once we get to the New Jerusalem, former things. Things of old are gone. Amen. Amen. There ought to have been 40 people shouted right there if you're saved. There ought to have been 40. Amen. And the former things won't be passed away. See, it took years to learn these little bitty things. I had to learn like a shoe. Now, we talk about the streets paved with gold. No, it's not streets. It's street. It is singular. It is not proof. It is singular. Once we get the news of losing, I don't care where you live in, it'll be Main Street. And there ought to have been 14 people stood up. It'll be Main Street. 
And the straight's not paved with gold, it's pure gold. I thought I'd tell you, he's pretty rich. He's pretty well off. <laughs> hey! He's pretty well off. He's got a street up there in pure gold. Amen. And I don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's to be transparent. Amen. That's it. I'm on my way to the judgment seat. Now, Philippians 3.13, ain't it? Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Paul said, I haven't arrived yet. I like what George W. Truth said about this. Paul said this one thing. This one thing I do. This one thing. And George W. Truth said Paul had all of his eggs in one basket. This one thing. Didn't have them scattered around. This one thing I do. Hey, it got quiet here. This one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth of those things which are before. Paul said, look at me now. You're stout. Don't hurt me. He said, put your arms up there. He said, I press. I press towards the mark. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That's it. But now when we get Second Timothy, Brother Sutler, chapter one, he's arrived at. He said, I know whom I believed. I'm not guessing or hoping. God's not going to live me this time. God's not going to live me this time. I know whom I believed. Amen. And I'm persuaded. Yes. That he's able. Praise to keep God. that which I've committed up to himself against that day. Ain't that wonderful? So I got saved in 55. We didn't know no better. Me and my dad, we drank together. Gambled together. Went to cockfights together. I got saved in 55. And dad got saved in 57. I can, I can remember it just like it was yesterday. I don't know how in the world we got my daddy in that Friday morning service, but he's there. My dad's there in that Friday morning service. And when the invitation was given, he came to the altar. And some of the men gathered around him and prayed with him. Dad didn't get saved. But I'm glad it was 57 because if it was today, Dad would have never got out of that service without making a profession. Right. Right. Well, that's pretty hard on the flesh, ain't it? That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough on the flesh. Dad would have never got out of there without making a profession. But when, look at me now, the Friday evening when the invitation was given, there came my daddy. And Dad got saved. Amen. Dad got saved. Never did. Never did drink any more liquor. Amen. Never did drink any more vodka. Never did drink any more beer. Never did drink any more homebrew. Never gambled anymore. That's right. You say, what, what did this world have? Just got saved. Uh, just got S-A-V-D saved. Just got saved. Just got saved. Now, y'all look at me. My wife was afraid. My wife was fearful of old men. Because her granddaddy was so wicked. She wouldn't even go in the room where he was dying. Is everybody listening? But Jimmy, if you want to go out there and call her now, I'd like you to. But if you want to go out there and call her, she learned to love old man for my daddy. Amen. He was such a sweet Christian. My daddy was. Oh, yes. Amen. First Thessalonians 4, 17. Because as he is, no, First John 4, 17. I want to get that right. Because as he is, so are we in this world. How many boys and girls? How many teenagers? How many young adults? How many middle-aged folk? How many elderly folk have been able to see Jesus in me and you? Because as he is, so are we in this world. Uh, because he's he is, Amen. so are we in this world. Yes, How many 
How many boys and girls have been able to see Jesus and need you? She said, you're the salt of the earth. Look at me, everybody born and reared on a fine countryside of River Farm. If it got cold enough in November, we looked forward, Dad and them did, to killing hogs. They'd start early enough to have one of those hogs dressed and have the tenderloin out. And we'd have tenderloin, biscuit, and eggs that they would for lunch, for dinner, for dinner, not lunch. Now we have, but back there on the farm, we had breakfast early. We had dinner. Now, if I was here and you invited me to Denver, about 11.30 you could look for me. That's when I'd be coming, about 11.30, 11.45. But we had breakfast, dinner, and supper. And I believe when they observed the Lord's Supper, I kind of believe it was in the evening. Amen. They called it the Lord's Supper. They didn't call it the Lord's dinner. Amen. And I'm not upset at you. If you don't, you think that's going to bother me any. Back then, son, when I was a boy, I'm, I'll be 80 my birthday, we had smokehouses. That's where they had, they'd, they'd trim them hams and them middlings and them shoulders. Had that meat box there and the smokehouse. Now we've got utility buildings. <laughs> That's it. Utility buildings. We had that smokehouse. Dad would go in there in the evening and take about 50 pounds of salt. He'd salt them hams and shoulders and middlings down. And about four or five weeks, take them up, wash them, put red pepper, black pepper, borts on them. In a few days, either mother or dad would cut one of those salt-cured country hams. And I mean, if it was cold and you was rabbit hunting or duck hunting, I mean, if it was cold, I've seen it get below zero in northwest Georgia, not chill factor. We've seen it get a good bit below zero. And you'd be cold, you'd be wondering, why in this world am I so thirsty? As cold as it is. Why am I so thirsty? And then you'd dawn on you, it was that salt-cured country. So, what about mine and your Christian life? Have we caused sinners to get thirsty? Have we caused sinners to get thirsty? We're the salt of the earth, sir. We're the salt of the earth. Now, I don't use this much salt as Brother Clayton and others. We had a man years ago that was in charge of the cooking camp. He's assistant manager of the Bailey Capteers in South Carolina. And he liked, he didn't want you to season that food while he was cooking it. But if he went out to the supermarket or something where he was going to be gone a little while, my wife and him was in there. <laughs> Seasoning that food for him. Pretty hard to season it. If you wait too long. Hey, Dad, we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world, like a city set on a hill. We're the salt of the earth. If the salt have lost its savor, well, we shall be salt. It's for good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden on the foot of man. And that's what they do over there. When the salt had lost its savor, they'd put it on them walkways. Just well say amen again. Just well say amen, sir. That's it. How salty am I? We're the salt of the earth, we're the light of the world. City set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candle set give a light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which art in heaven. Okay, Dad got saved. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Dad got born again. Fifty eight, second week in August. I'm so burdened. I'm so burdened. My baby sister, though I'm the baby, my baby sister was still lost, and some others. I don't know where I enjoy the service tonight. What do you think about Romans 9:1, sir? Paul said, "I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience holds so. Bear me witness in the Holy Ghost, for I have great heaviness." Continuous sorrow in my heart. 
For I could wish that myself was accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to flesh. And Paul said, if it was possible now, if it would cause my people to be saved, I would be willing to go to hell. What do you think about that? Where's our burden? This drives us. So my sister, 58, she's in that service on Friday night. But she said, we'll be back Saturday night. Too many hypocrites, and I don't have nothing to wear. I knew she had a wardrobe full of clothes, and though I'm the baby, I knew she'd be there Saturday night. Are y'all listening? I knew she'd be there. My sister would be there. She was there. Look here. Three pews over here. On this side. Pointing this way. That's where the elderly man. They called it the man corner. Three pews on this side. Facing this way. That's where the elderly went. And didn't one of them. Didn't one of them. When they, when they set, started to sit down. Had to pull the dress or the skirt down to get it to their knees. That's right. And you'd be afraid to say amen there, would you? Amen. You'd be a little afraid, would you? Amen. amen. The reason why I'm saying that's why my wife dresses. That's why my daughter had to dress. Just tell me the truth. Amen. Open rebukes better than secret love. Tell me the truth. Tell me in love. Tell me the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. So we need, we might ought to have a class in our churches now with some of our godly women learning our girls as to grow up how to sew. That's right. Because you can't hardly find nothing that in these stores that were. In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in matters to power, decent, not calling attention to one's body. Men that are normal now and teenage boys that are normal, they get 80% from what they see. That's why the Bible said, Whosoever look upon a woman to lust after her have committed adultery with her already in his heart. That's right. Amen. Amen, Brother Allen. God help us. So tell me the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So my beautiful, my beautiful, I want to say right, my beautiful, uh, one of my granddaughters, or one of my nieces, she was about 17. She had on one of them sleeveless dresses. Sleeveless. With a hole in it about like this. And I said, Felicia, you should never wear nothing like that. Well, she's got two boys now. They're pretty good. Got three. She never did put another on, and she didn't get the, <laughs> the pooch now. <laughs> never. Never. You know, it's good preaching, friend. You just might as well say that. Maybe if one of your favorite preachers was preaching, you'd be up. Amen. That's it. Tell me the truth. That's it. Tell me the truth. And we got some preachers. We don't have a lot of them. If they're coming to a meeting like this, they'll go and get a good trimmer. When they comb their hair, it won't come. Listen. Doeth not even nature, nature teaches you. That if a man have long hair, so shame unto him. She said, what is long? It's opposite short. That's what long is. I'm tell you what long is. So God don't want to. And it talks about covering your head. Now I know in one place it's talking about a veil. But here she's not to be shorn or shaved. That's got to be talking about her. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's got to be talking about her. Amen. 
It's got to be. You're right. That's it. God help us. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. A city that's set on the hill. We're epistles known and read of all men. If I lived here, I'd rather for the meanest man in this country to have something good said about me as the best Christian. Yeah. You say, where's that at? Oh, that's First Thessalonians 4, 12, ain't it? That you may walk honestly towards them that are without, that you may have lack of nothing. Nothing! Now, you've heard a lot of preaching from First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. There ain't nobody in this church has heard 10 messages from First Thessalonians 4, 1 through 12. Verse 3. This is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication. Amen. Flee fornication. Ever sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Amen. Them first 11 verses or 12. That every one of us should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Let no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Amen. That you study to be quiet. Amen. Do your own business. Work with your own hands as I've commanded you. Amen. I like it. I like it, ma'am. It's King James Bible. Amen. And it's rightly divided. Good. I had to tuck the verse out of its context. Amen. Not a one. Good. I said I haven't taken a verse. Out of its context. Not one verse. God help us. So tell me the truth. I'm on my way to the judgment seat. I'd like to get that crown of rejoicing. Paul said he knows it's over now. He said if I'm now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. He said I fought a good fight. said I finished my course. I kept the faith. Draw me a line right there. That's good. He said, I've crossed the goal line. I'm in the end zone. Would it be right? Yes. I've made the big touchdown. Amen. I mean, I've made the great touchdown. No, yes. It made the big touchdown. Yes. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all of them also. That love is appearing. Amen. Come here, son. I'm talking to that boy right behind. How do you like this kind of preaching? I like it. You love it? Amen. Wonderful. You meant that too, didn't you? You love it. I love it. Amen. I love them preachers. Yes, sir. Be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. How old are you now, young lady? Seventeen? Well. You'll be old enough, maybe. It's all right now to start thinking something about boys. But by the time you get 19 or 20, you'll be getting nearly old enough to get married. <laughs> Nobody. That's it. God help us. Sears time. Last leg. Boy, I want to get on that, preacher. I've got 10 points. <laughs> when I got this message, out from Perry, Florida, 1968. Ten reasons why I don't want to see nobody die and go to hell. We got that message. In 68, Ralph Nix was with me, and he helped me look up the scriptures to the points. And he got killed. was in Cornelia, Georgia, Mud Creek Baptist Church. He's only 29, three children, one of the greatest Christians I've ever known. Ralph Nix. And we had a pretty strong conversation. I said, I've noticed here lately, Brother Ralph, that you've been a little bit nervous. Well, he said, Brother Sam, there's one thing I want you to know. I know I'm in God's will out here with you. <laughs> See, God want me to hear that. Yes. He knew it was going to take Brother Nick's the next day. Wow. The next day. I preached on, we, we went home Wednesday night. Brother Ralph wanted to go home. He wanted to be with his family. Thanksgiving. And I asked him, I said, why, why do you want to go home? I want to go home as bad as he did. I didn't want him to know it. 
just a hundred miles. We was coming back. We was coming back, and Marvin Carr was with us, and boy, Marvin was quoting them scriptures. Me and Ralph was talking about that service. That night I preached, and the Wilbanks boys got saved. Amen. Well, one of them did, and one of them surrendered to preach. Last time I seen that little Wilbanks boy, he was right in the aisle, still hugging people's neck after church. He got saved. And next day, on the way back, they met a feller coming up 123 towards Tacoa on the wrong side of the road. Ralph didn't see him in time. Head-on collision. Killed Ralph instantly. And that, that youngest Wilbanks boy that got saved, they carried him on to Greenville, one of the hospitals. He died the next morning. What about that? And, and uh, well, Marvin's still living. Been pastoring that same church 40-something years. But God spared them. So you never know. You never know. You, know. you better think about it. Right. Number one, Romans 8 and 9. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, you're not your own. For it says, You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You have the Holy Spirit. You have a person living on the inside. Was you made a new creature? And I'm right on that being a new creature too. I believe in progressive sanctification. But you can't get saved and not be different. That's right. These people said I got saved and two or three months later they're back living just like this living before they made the perfection. I can tell you who they are. Matthew 13 is the seed that fell upon the stone. Amen. It sprung up and endured for a while. But when tribulation, persecution, phantom came, withered. You know why? No root, no fruit. It's impossible to get saved and not have fruit. It is impossible to get saved and not have fruit. You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you, ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain. And whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you cheer. Well, when I got saved, stand up here, one of the ladies, Mountain Zion Baptist Church, and she had a right to say it. She said, it's overnight, honey. Overnight. I said, won't lie. She said, it's overnight. Well, if it's overnight, then it's been 61 years. It's been a long night. Amen. And I'm not bragging. I'm just bragging on the grace of God. Amen. It's been 61 years. And if it's overnight, son, it's been a long night. Long. You have the Holy Spirit living in you? Was you made a new creature? First John. We know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother bowed in death. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. That's first John three. Is that verse fifteen? We know that we pass from death unto life because we love the breath. He that loveth not his brother by death, whosoever hates his brother's murderer, you know that no murderer hath eternal life by him when he lives. You love the brethren? Do you love the brethren? Do you love the brethren? That's number three. Number four, do you love the church? Number five, do you love the word of God? Didn't nobody have to tell me that I'll start reading the Bible. Amen. I'd set up one, two or three o'clock in the morning. Mother was afraid. I love sports. But on Sunday, I ate too fast. Got my Bible and some books. Spent all Sunday afternoon down in them bottles. Long the Lord. Would you like to know the real secret? You probably already know. The Christian life, being a Christian. You want to know the real secret? You spend more time with him than you do anybody else. Amen. No wonder Moses' countenance was so bright. You couldn't spend 40 days, 40 nights with the Lord not have a bright countenance. Not have a bright countenance. Amen. 
They saw Stephen's face as though it had been effaced by night. That's right. That's the Shekana glory of God Amen. on his countenance. Amen. The Shekana glory. How wonderful. Yes. Do you love the Word of God? When you do wrong, does He chasten you? But if you be without chastisement, while the all of protects, what time is it? I made it, preacher. I was wanting to be done five. So I went 45 minutes. Hey, my! I'm not done. I've still got 10 points. <laughs> oh, no! And the first reason why I don't want to sit about there and go, I can't expound on it. Simon senses you right now, you'll have them later. Same ones. You'll have in hell as sure as you're saved. God help us. Serious thing? If I was 500 miles away from anybody, I won't be the same. And if nobody would ever know what I've done, I won't be the same. No, yes! I won't be the same. God help us. Son, come here. You're saved. You're positive. Got the Holy Ghost living in you. And you want to be everything the Lord wants you to be more than anything. Are you willing tonight or this afternoon to let him have every bit of you? Not live in just the best room of the house, but occupy the whole house. I want you to go down and pray. Just stay down there. Receive it. How many of you boys are saved? Raise your hand. If you want to be what the Lord wants you to be more than anything, and you want to be everything he wants you to be, and this evening or this afternoon, you're willing to lay aside every weight, confess every unconfessed sin, and turn from it. I want you to come down here and pray. Come here, son. Come here. I'm talking to you. Yes. Now that was good that you buttoned that top button. You didn't have to do that, but I'm glad you did. You want to look right, don't you? Yes, How old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen. Are you saved? Yes, sir. You're positive? Yes, sir. You want to be everything you want you to be? Yes, sir. Why don't you go down there and pray? Stay down there a while. Yes, sir. Amen. Let's see it. You know what could happen? This old-fashioned, as you believe, and she's old-fashioned too. Amen. This old-fashioned camp meeting. Come here, son. Amen. You know what could happen to you this afternoon? Revival could break out in you. Revival could break out in you. If you just lay aside every weight, confess every unconfessed sin and turn from it. Go tell us what happened. Now, don't, don't even think about doing this if you don't mean it. Is that the kind of Christian you want to be? Is it? Yes. Go down and let the Lord have every bit of it. What about you fine girls here? Y'all all saved? Every one of you? Why don't you? You probably, maybe you've already done it. Why don't you just let the Lord have every bit of you this afternoon? And the boys were praying over here. Y'all pray over yonder. That's right. They don't tell us what God will do to you, young lady. Just slip that old gum out and pray. Hallelujah. You already saved? You want to let the, they don't tell us what you can do. You already saved? No tense what you can do. No tense what you can do. One individual. One. Joe Henderson said, I was one of them 13 that was in a 51 Chevrolet. Went into the Air Force, got every degree, everything, got everything that a person could get. Joe Henderson. He said, I was one of them 13. Hey, Mike! That's one of them 13. One of the best pilots. One as high as you can go in the Air Force. Is everybody listening? So you never know when you go out there and compel them and persuade them and bring them and get them there. And while the preacher's preaching, you're praying that the word of the Lord have free course. And every once in a while, there one come down the aisle and get born again. 
fine young lady there, come here, young lady. It's your dad and mom? I thought it was. You're 17 now? Hey, look at what the Lord could do with a young lady like you if you had all of it. They don't tell him, sorry. Would you think about letting him have every bit of it today? Go down there and pray. And say it. That's the bottom line. Nay, Mike! Do y'all know what the bottom line is? I'm telling you. It is souls. It is souls. It is souls. What shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Come here, son. How old are you now? About 19. Fine-looking young man. Reckon what the Lord could do with you. Are you saved? If he had every bit of you. You won't let him have you seven. I mean all. Go down and pray. That's it. It's the bottom line. That's it. The service like this, messages like, I've just kindly, I guess these fellas sold and maybe I've come along watered a little. That's it. But God will give the increase. So Paul said, so then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that did water, but God that giveth the increase. So what did Paul say, sir? He said, I'm a zero. I'm nothing. What is a Paulus? A zero, I'm nothing. But you put a one, put Jesus up beside them two zeros, what have you got? Hundred percent. How many of you men, how many of you men that are saved, you'd like to gather around these fine young men? Come here, son, I need you up here. Move fast now. Because it's getting late. I want to get them out. You saved? You're positive. You want to be everything he wants you to be. Reckon what he could do with you if he had all of Well, we're in this meeting, Pastor. Dr. Joe Joe Parsons, sir. Some of them fine preachers. This fine young preacher got up and preached. I'm a young Christian. Hadn't been saved long. And he preached. He said, instead of giving the Lord one of the rooms in the house, why don't you give him the best? Best room. Boy, he preached and preached. I was a young Christian. I didn't believe that's good enough. I said, since we belong to him, why don't you just turn over the keys to the whole house? Let him live on every room. Let him occupy every room. Get down there, boy, and pray through. He said, I don't know about that prayer. Well, 1 John 5, 14, 15, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears from us. Now, I know that the Bible don't teach a sinner to pray through, but he wants us saints to get that sacred place and stay there until we know that he's heard us in here. That's it. Looking pretty good. How many of you ladies and girls that saved and know would like to get around these young ladies? How many of other you young ladies would like to come? And on this Tuesday afternoon, you young ladies come, you young men come. Let's gather around this altar. Somebody get up on the podium. Get up on the podium. Make room. They're here. Come here, son. Let me look at you good. Yeah, you look short. You've got to take a coat right. Amen. Come on, girls. Don't be ashamed. Just come on out of the balcony. Looks like we're emptying it out. Good. Hey, you and your brother, I've known you all since you was real young. I hadn't hardly preached nothing except when I planned on, but I preached what he wanted me to preach. You see it? Come on, man. If you can't kneel, just come and sit somewhere. You see this lady coming? Come on, ma'am. Come up here and pray. What if revival broke out here this afternoon? It's going to have to start me and you. Ma'am. Appreciate you. Stand up here. You want him to have all of you? I believe that. I believe you mean it. Go down there and pray. Oh, yes. 
there's enough here. One person can make a difference. There's enough in this service to turn this country upside down. We're right here. It's amazing. One of the greatest compliments I've ever received. I was in Mount Airy, North Carolina in that nine-week meeting. And after we'd had the benediction, everybody stepped altar. Come here, honey. Yes. Now, she was older than you. One of the greatest compliments I ever received come from a little girl like you. Only she's about this tall, blonde-headed. And she looked at me. Now, you look at me good. You know what she said? She said, you're a man. She could never look at me and I was a man. She said, you're a man. That's one of the greatest. Can you tell look at me and I'm a man? You can. Thank you. Thank you. That's a real compliment. Some people, you can't tell what they are. Keep on praying, boys. Everybody stand up and pray. Just pray right there. Everybody stall and pray right there. Brother Gravely, thank you for letting us say a few words, preach a little. Thank you. Maybe.